waiting game. I'm looking for them now. Janice Templeton checked her watch against the chimes of the grandfather clock in the hall as she flushed nine of the little heart savers down the toilet. It had been 24 hours since his last dose. It shouldn't be long now. Janice, have you called the doctor? Shut up, you old fool. Just die. Not said out loud, of course. Just thought crossly in her head. I told you he was operating all day yesterday, but I'll call again in an hour when the surgery opens. My heart. I really don't feel well. (coughs) That's right. Cough your heart up. Rupture your spleen. Just make it quick. I'm so tired of waiting. Sometimes she felt she had spent her entire life waiting on him, waiting for him, though in fact it had been only five years. Well, since she had been waiting for him to die. But it was so close now. Maybe one more day. Two at most. Of course, Martin could not be blamed for everything. His heart murmur was hereditary. But his emphysemia was due to him smoking like a chimney all his life. And the diabetes, well, junk food was at the bottom of that, and he wouldn't have broken his hip if he hadn't gone skiing in Aspen. The final curse, cancer of the colon, was fairly recent. Almost six months now, but, well, it could be providential. It was terminal. Janice! (laughs) I'm cold. (laughs) Bring me another blanket, will you? Janice looked at her watch again. Another hour, and then she would go and make the telephone call. Janice, when is the doctor coming? When you're past recovery, that's when. Soon, soon. Well, that was no lie, hardly even a fib. Time was relative, wasn't it? Janice, perhaps I really should go to the hospital. Call an ambulance, will you? Our subscription expired a year ago. They charge like a wounded bull now. Well, I'm so sick. I think I'm dying. Of course you are, you stupid old buzzard. You're well past your due-by date. I think so too, Martin. What did you say? It won't be long now. Silence. Well, that shut him up. And again, it was no lie. In fact, she hoped and prayed it was true. No, not prayed. She didn't believe in prayers. She didn't believe in God. She didn't believe in the afterlife. And up to now, (laughs) the present had been goddamned awful. It had been a calculated risk marrying a man so much older than herself. But he had been rich and good-looking and adored her. So he was easy to love back. When he was fit and still working and they could take trips overseas to exotic holiday resorts. It was Bali where he had first contracted his urinary infection. Now, how could she have forgotten that? That was even more than five years ago, before all the other illnesses began to come together. 
She remembered back to those early days when she had spent hours, weeks, possibly months waiting outside men's lavatories when he got caught out when shopping or in restaurants or in travel. Then it was medical waiting rooms, surgeries, consultancies, specialists. The list went on. Waiting, waiting, waiting. Janice, did you ring the ambulance or the doctor? Tell him to hurry. Oh, the pain's getting much worse. I don't think I can bear it. Nor can I, dear. But we must be brave. Anyway, I don't think we have to wait much longer. <laughs> Janice, I think I've had a little accident. I need... I need to do a few things too, dear. I'll be along soon. Janice went into the spare bedroom, which she had been using for personal use for a long time now. She combed her hair and applied a vermilion red over the soft peach lipstick and changed her shoes. She picked up her bag and returned to her husband. He really did look sick. His dry skin, taut like parchment, was stretched tight over his frame, now wasted and withered. Did you find my pills? She shook her head. No, I'm just popping out for grocery. Will you call into the surgery for another prescription? Of course. Now you just rest while I'm gone. Well, I need a change of clothes. I pissed myself and... Her heels clattered on the stairs as she went down to the hall, to the landline telephone. She stood for a moment, composing herself, then picked up the receiver and dialed the number. Voice control. Soft. Efficient. Caring. Hello? Is that Dr. Maguire's office? Oh, Leanne. It's Mrs. Templeton again. May I speak to Dr. Maguire? Thank you so much. Oh, Dr. Maguire, so sorry to trouble you, but I thought I would tell you he's much better. Yes, he had a good night's rest. But as I need a few groceries, I thought I would pop out for a few minutes, if you thought it was all right. Yes, he's been taking one after meals, just like you said, just an hour ago. Thank you so much, Doctor. Yes, so long as you think it's all right. Satisfied with her call, she went to the stairs and climbed a couple of rungs before calling. Martin, I've just rung the doctor. Well, I did, didn't I? I said I would and I did. Good. When did he say he would be coming? He didn't say. Well, that was true. He didn't say because I didn't ask him. But my pills, Janice, I need my heart pills. I've had any for over a day. I feel my heart racing. Sure, I've got a temperature. Well, I'll go out and see if I can get an appointment for another prescription. Then I'll need to go to the pharmacy. I may be a while. Yes, go, go. Just don't be long. Do need those pills. Guess what, Martin? I have needs too. Yes, dear. I need to go shopping. Well, that's true too. I need better quality makeup and new clothes. Yes, Janice anticipated a good many changes in her life and would want to look more attractive, more youthful. After all, she would probably start dating straight away and she wasn't getting any younger. After shopping, perhaps a pedicure, manicure and stylish haircut. A nice, leisurely lunch. Maybe even a movie. Oh, it would be a lovely day. Janice, are you there? 
The door closed with a bang behind her, trapping the smells, the rasping coughs, and the whinging inside. Janice opened the door and listened carefully. Absolute quiet. Good. Very good. Even so, she slipped off her high heels and softly went upstairs to put her parcels in the spare bedroom. She dropped them onto the bed lovingly. What perfect timing. The New Year sales were just starting and she had managed to get some great bargains. Another trip tomorrow was already planned. Then with a second thought, she carefully put the bags to the back of the cupboard. Way back. Plenty of time to try the ultra-smart black jersey suit on again later. A smile came to her face. Well, she would be needing it in a few days. With regret, she wiped the bright vermilion lipstick from her mouth, replacing it with the soft peach. Far more appropriate. Then she went out into the hall, closing the door gently behind her. She looked at her watch. Hmm, it was later than she had thought. She had been gone over nine hours. If not careful, it would be a dead giveaway that she had left her dutiful post too long. Dedicated wife was the way she wanted to be remembered in the district. After all, she had been for how many years? The smile was back on her face again, a grim one this time. No, she didn't want to be reminded of the years of sacrifice. Her looks gradually fading as she waited and waited. Well, the wait was nearly over. With strong steps, she walked into the bedroom. Yes, he was lying just where she had left him, eyes closed. His old, wrinkled face even looked peaceful without the pain. Good. That would be a mark in her favour. She glanced into the mirror, practising the face she would show when making the telephone call, greeting the doctor, and then the neighbours, heartbroken. The only good thing is that he's in a better place now, free from pain. <sighs> Devoted to the end, she went over towards the bed to go through the rudiments of checking a pulse. His hand was limp and cold. Her fingers were careless, barely touching the dry skin, and then... Damn! Damn, damn, damn! Bugger the old fool! Janice! His eyes flickered open. What time is it? The voice was feeble. Did the doctor come? Been sleeping. Kylie from next door popped in for a visit and she found my pills. They're over there on the dresser behind the clock. Feel a little better. Any chance of something to eat? Nothing special. Just want a sandwich with some of that smoked salmon. But cut the crusts off, will you, dear? My mouth's still sore. His voice droned on. Janice sighed. Then with wearied tread she turned for the kitchen. It would be another sleepless night. And tomorrow, more waiting. Perhaps she should find a hobby. Maybe solitaire. That was often called the waiting game, wasn't it? You have been listening to The Waiting Game. Written and narrated by Brianda Cross. Performed by guest artists from Hand and Mouth Theatre David Pollard 
and Susan Hill from Phoenix Theatre, Rosson Y. If you have enjoyed this presentation, please give us a review on either iTunes or your favourite podcast platform. And why not visit fastfictionpodcast.com where you will find details of our performers and other podcasts from other genres. Thank you.